Howdy everyone, I'm Daniel Forsyth, and I'm going to briefly discuss the representation of minorities in young adult literature, more specifically Native Americans. Recently, I read There There by Tommy Orange, and it followed the lives of a dozen or so Native Americans living in the Oakland area and talks about some of the unfavorable circumstances they endured growing up, as well as the struggles they endured in their day-to-day -day lives. As the culminating event of the book, a powwow looms ever near, paths of the characters draw closer and converge there at the apex of the plot. Throughout the book, a struggle is shown to retain a sense of cultural heritage, as many of them didn't have traditional Native American traditions and values passed down from their parents, because they didn't have both parents at home, or their parents didn't have the energy, knowledge, or time to transfer this knowledge. One of the only ways left for their culture to be expressed is through powwows, where many Native Americans perform traditional dances participate in other similar activities, such as playing traditional music for a stadium full of people. However, outside of these powwows and other similar events, the Native Americans in this book lived very normal lives, contradicting the stereotypes of Native Americans going out in traditional attire on the daily. Rather, they dressed, talked, and acted no differently than everyone else in their society. Contrast with this, or contrast this with the general perception of Native Americans and other works of literature, such as Little House on the Prairie, where Native Americans were referred to as savages, for no other reason that they resisted the advances of the white people into their land. In fact, the phrase, the only good Indian was a dead Indian, is used, making the hatred towards Native Americans abundantly clear. According to Dan Brown, history is always written by the winners, and this statement lends insight to the reason why Native Americans are often portrayed negatively in mainstream literature. Since the white settlers eventually overpowered the Native Americans and banished them to small reservations scattered across America, the majority of what we read over 150 years after the peak of westward expansion is written from the biased perspective of the settlers, whose experiences with the Native Americans consisted primarily of violence and treachery. However, to find the truth, one must examine an issue from both perspectives to form a relatively objective view of the situation. From the first time that the Spanish set foot on the Americas, white Europeans have been consistently opposed to the Native Americans, trying to change their culture and make them into, quote, civilized people, all while slowly but steadily pushing them off of the land that they had inhabited for generations. From this perspective, it isn't hard to see why Native Americans were so hostile to the settlers. Just as the settlers had been taught from a young age to hate and fear the, quote, savages, Native Americans had similar, similarly been raised to fear and hate the settlers. All this to say that if Native Americans had written his, uh, more history and literature, the general perception of the relationship between the settlers and natives would have been viewed in a much different light. As, an American, as our American society moves forward, there are more opportunities for minority writers, and this allows the struggles of minorities and the historical causations of these tribulations to be illuminated to the public eye more. Since There There was written by a member of multiple American Indian tribes, it unsurprisingly portrays Native Americans in a positive and most likely an accurate manner. Throughout the book, however, the circumstances endured by the characters were anything but positive. For example, one of the characters was raped as a uh, as a young or as a teenager, and had a child as a teenager as well. Also, another had a fetal alcohol syndrome, 
due to his mother's alcohol addiction. One had been abused by her ex-husband, and several struggled with addictions, primarily alcohol. By seeing the world from the perspectives of these struggling individuals, a new dimension of reality is manifested, demonstrating just how much of an effect that the government and its policies had had on the Native American population. Several of the characters had changed residence often due to their family's inability to support themselves and pay rent, and the government offered very little help for Native Americans. In fact, the government relocated many Native Americans to Alcatraz, uh, including uh, one or two uh, in the book. Um, that's because they didn't really want to locate them anywhere else. Now, this and otherwise sparse assistant from, assistance from the government demonstrates the degree to which the government regarded the Native Americans as no more than a nuisance that had to be taken care of somehow. Finally, they had to endure the stares and judgment of the white people living in their area as they went about their daily business. All of these together began to begin to impart a sense on what their lives were and the struggles that they face on a daily basis, unbeknownst to many people living in the same communities. With this in mind, one can easily see why many Native Americans turned to a multitude of things to attempt to make them feel better about themselves and their situation. Alcohol, cigarettes, marijuana, cocaine, heroin, the list goes on. Unfortunately, as many of them fought to get relief, they only created a greater burden on themselves and their loved ones. For example, a big part of the plot and there there was caused by the debt incurred by several of the characters from purchasing drugs. Because of their addiction they decide, and the ensuing debt, they decided to rob a powwow. In the ensuing scuffle, numerous innocent bystanders met their untimely demise along with the instigators of the conflict. Finally, we are brought to the reaction of non-native people to the plight of the American Indians. As mentioned before, there are deep ancestral rifts between these racial groups, stemming from the takeover of land by white colonists long ago. The reluctance of white people and the predominantly white government to create adequately sized reservations with sufficient fun funding for the Native Americans also contributes to this issue, and the effects of this can still be seen today. Having their requests met primarily with apathy, many Native Americans have struggled to obtain a reasonable quality of life and have tried to blend into society more and more or less abandon their heritage. This could be seen as a continuation of the colonists' takeover of Native Americans. In the 1500s to 1800s, Native Americans were deprived of their land, and in the 1900s and onward, they were, are deprived of their culture, little by little and bit by bit. Having a decreased sense of identity may end up leading to less representation in literature, simply because there is less outspoken representation out in the physical world. As a member of American society, I think that it is our responsibility to attempt to uphold the values that made America what it is. Historians have referred to America as a, quote, melting pot, but I think a stew would be a more fitting analogy, since in a melting pot all anomalies are burned out and the result is a homogeneous mixture. In contrast, a stew is generally comprised of different chunks of various compositions, and it combines to make a delicious dish due to its diversity. Similarly, America ought to strive to be more diverse and accepting of all cultures, as they are really what makes America unique and special. To conclude, I think that in there there, minorities, specifically Native Americans, were well represented and well accurately represented. 
I mean, the circumstances that they were represented in were anything but positive. Um, and it was easier for the reader to see the different struggles that uh, often befall Native Americans in our modern society and how different factors such as history and the government affect life for them today. One thing that gives the book more credibility in this regard is uh, the fact that the author is himself a member of several different Native American tribes. So he is well qualified to write about the representation of Native Americans through young adult literature. However, representation of uh, this group may be different in literature written by white authors. So that would be an interesting uh, follow-up investigation with all this in mind to see how the author's perspectives differ. Again, going back to the example of uh, how Native Americans are cast in a negative light, such as in Little House on the Prairie, or in some works they're left out entirely. So as a result of this, it is always very important to um, know who the author is and kind of consider and take, in, you know, take into consideration the biases that they may have and also areas that they may not be very knowledgeable on before you uh, form an opinion on different thing, a negative opinion, especially on different things or groups of people. Um, and so that's all the time that we have for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast and I appreciate you turning in, tuning in. Peace.